Real Exam English, Season 3, Fashion. Hello and welcome to Real Exam English. Today's topic is fashion. I must confess, it's not my area of expertise, but it is quite a common topic in English exams. As well as needing vocabulary to describe people in photographs, you can often be asked questions about the fashion industry as a whole and its positive and negative aspects. You may also have to describe the costumes people are wearing in a movie that you are reviewing, or perhaps the uniforms of the staff in a hotel or a restaurant. So really, it's a great topic for us to cover, and you'll hear some brilliant language today that would definitely impress an examiner or anybody else you are speaking with. Remember, you can get the transcript for this lesson on the Real Exam English website, realexamenglish.com, and you can find information there about classes too. For any of you who are listening on Spotify, they have just added a ratings button where you can give the podcast a score from one to five. It would be great if you could add a rating whenever you get a chance. Okay, then it's time for the questions. Let's go. Do you generally form an opinion of others based on your first impression of them? Now, I know it's probably unpopular to say, but uh, whether we like it or not, we all form an opinion of people when we first see them. We all make snap judgments in the back of our heads, whether we like it or not. And also, they're not entirely inaccurate. They're definitely not perfect, but they're not entirely inaccurate. The way a person dresses or the way a person holds themselves, I really think reflects a lot on on what their tastes and and desires and ideas are like you can you can learn a lot about someone um by how they're dressed so i would say me just like absolutely everybody else does form an opinion based on on the first impressions but i suppose personally and as a society we should be working as hard as we can to to battle that a little bit and make sure we form opinions of people once we get to know them a little bit more on what occasions do you think carefully about what you're going to wear? Honestly, in most occasions, I think quite carefully about what I'm going to wear and not to a point, not to an obsessive point or not to a point where I think that I'm extremely interested in fashion or something like that. But there are a lot of facets, important areas when it comes to clothes. And a perfect example of that is Australia is a really hot country and if you choose the wrong clothes and you go out on a summer evening or something like that, you end up getting sweat stains and you feel so uncomfortable because you're hot. You've really got to choose the correct light and breathable clothing. So not only is it about looking good, it's also about getting the right functional things too. A lovely little inversion there at the end. Not only is it about looking good, this is a really useful inversion to know and is one that you can get quite easily into your speaking too. Imagine you're in a dialogue and your partner says it is important that we cut down on greenhouse gases to save the planet. You can say not only is it important to cut down on greenhouse gases, but also deforestation or doing exercise is great for your body. Not only is it good for your body, but also your mind. Nice structure, isn't it? Practice that one, guys. We also had our first bit of fashion vocabulary, light and breathable clothing which is clothes that help you feel fresh in a hot climate. And then we had this word facets. There are lots of facets when it comes to clothes. Facets means aspects or parts or characteristics and is a nice alternative to those words. For instance, there are many facets to consider when buying a new car. 
or being able to share videos is a positive facet of doing classes online. Do you generally form an opinion of others based on your first impression of them? Like what they're wearing and stuff? Yes. Um, not to a greater extent, but like, you know, if someone comes up and they're just wearing sportswear and they clearly haven't been to the gym, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to form some kind of opinion. If someone is wandering down the street wearing the T-shirt of a band I like, I'll assume that they're a coolish person because if they've got comparable music taste to me, you know, then they must be pretty all right. Often I'm wrong about both those things. But that's it's just human nature to form these kind of opinions. On what occasions do you think carefully about what you're going to wear? Formal occasions, weddings and stuff like that. I don't like wearing ties. Um, so I think whether I can get away with a cravat instead of a tie. I don't like wearing shoes. So I think very carefully about whether I can get away with not wearing shoes. That kind of thing. Like I think uh, formal occasions... Um, I find it quite stressful finding acceptable clothes or rather clothes that other people would consider acceptable and I also think are acceptable. I'm not scruffy, but I'm also not that smart. Fashion-wise. Phrasal verb time. He said, if I can get away with a cravat instead of a tie or whether I can get away with not wearing shoes... If you get away with something risky, then you're not suffering any bad consequences of it. For instance, the shoes don't exactly match the dress, but I think you get away with it. Or I got on the underground without buying a ticket and got away with it. Nobody saw me. In terms of fashion vocabulary, we had scruffy, which kind of means untidy and maybe even dirty. Like the scruffy man appeared to be living under a bridge. We also had the opposite, smart, which means well-presented. And he said, I'm not that smart fashion-wise. This suffix wise means with respect to. So fashion-wise means with respect to fashion. And the reason the speaker uses this word here is to specify that he is not smart with respect to fashion, as opposed to not being smart with respect to being intelligent. Another example would be weather-wise, Spain is a great place to live. Do you generally form an opinion of others based on your first impression of them? I think it's hard to avoid that. Even from someone's voice, we we create a first impression of that person. Uh, so I think it would be really hard to say, um, I don't, I'm above that, um, because I'm not. Um, but it's what we do with that information that we grasp. I think that's the important part. What are the economic and cultural implications of the fashion industry? Economically, I mean, it's 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 a, an essential industry in that people are are always going to be interested in acquiring garments to clothe their body. So it's it's something that's always going to be there. It's not something you know um, that's going to come and go as as a fad, right? People aren't going to suddenly say, well, you know what, we're not wearing shirts anymore. Shirts were so last millennium, and people are going to still wear shirts. It's it's what kind of shirts? So it's certainly. It's a constant. Some really nice language to take a look at here. In the first answer, the speaker said, I'm above that, which means that she's too important to do something like that. For example, I'm not going to clean the toilets. I'm above that. Or I'm not staying in that dirty hotel. I'm above that. In the second answer, we heard the verb to clothe. 
So everybody knows the word clothes, right? But less well known is the verb to clothe, usually meaning to provide someone with things to wear. Like the parents don't have enough money to clothe the kids this winter. Then we heard this nice expression, it's not something that comes and goes as a fad. A fad is something that is trending for a short period of time and then disappears. Like the ice bucket challenge was a popular fad a few years ago. Or the latest diet where you only eat bacon and drink Guinness is only a fad. She then made a joke that shirts were so last millennium. This is a brilliant way to say that something is no longer cool or trendy in a fun kind of way. Like when you give your teenage son a Fortnite t-shirt, they might say, Ugh, Fortnite is so last year. What is so this year is preparing for English exams. And if you need help preparing or if you want to improve your fluency through conversation or maybe just refresh your English or whatever, then make sure to get in contact with me. I'd be more than happy to help. You can find details about classes on the Real Exam English website, realexamenglish.com. On what occasions do you think carefully about what you're going to wear? Well, I think carefully about what I'm going to wear most days. I'm a bit of a color coordinator. Um, but often if I'm going out for events or um, gatherings and things, I, I do think a lot about what I'm going to wear, make sure that everything matches. Do you think people nowadays are unhealthily obsessed with fashion and style? Yes. Um, especially young people, too much so. Um, I've seen a lot of fashion changes um, here where I live that I didn't see 10 years ago when I first came here. I've noticed the changes within the local um, community, the changes with some of the girls and things here with clothes that they would never have worn before. So this speaker is a colour coordinator she carefully chooses her colors so that they combine well with each other. Or as she said in her own words, she makes sure that everything matches. People sometimes get confused between matches and suits, whereas matches means the colors combine well. If the clothes suit somebody, then they are right for that person and make them look good. Like, hey, that color really suits you. To what extent does peer group pressure influence the way people dress? I think it's more societal pressure. Um, than peer group pressure. I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's one of those things that's got multiple variables in the in to answer your question, because, you know, sometimes it can be about the age of your peer group. It can be about the socioeconomic status of your peer group. It's also about the type of people. Some people aren't particularly, if you're in a peer group that isn't fussed about fashion, then it doesn't necessarily influence how you dress. What are the economic and cultural implications of the fashion industry? Throw away fashion. Uh, so, you know, stuff that you get fairly cheap that's mass produced. Uh, I mean, the shop that I'm kind of thinking about is something like, um, you know, those, those sort of low cost uh, fashion houses that, that, that kind of it changes, the trend changes. So, for example, like H&M or Primark or something like that. Uh, not that I'm knocking them to, to a, up to a degree because people need affordable clothing. However, um, we get this sort of throwaway culture where people buy lots of clothes and then throw them away. And, you know, the way that they're produced um, may not be green as in environmentally friendly. You know, there might be a number of people who are paid slave wages. Um, 
children who worked are so close together. So societally, that impact is not good um, for those people and for the benefits of the planet. Um, and I think economically, uh, sort of throwaway fashion is, or high-end fashion even, it's about making money up to a degree. We had some top-notch vocabulary here. We heard about throwaway fashion and throwaway culture, where people buy clothes and then throw them away after using them once or twice. We heard about affordable clothing, which is clothes that's cheap enough for everybody to buy. We heard about people being paid slave wages, which means they are paid very poorly for what they do and their working conditions are often terrible too. We heard about clothes being mass produced, which means it's made in huge volumes. And then we heard low cost fashion houses, which are companies that make cheap clothes, essentially. So, wow, so much excellent vocabulary in one answer. Awesome. On what occasions do you think carefully about what you're going to wear? I think, oh, if I was going out to dinner or if I was going to a party or I think generally I don't put a lot of thought into it day to day. I have friends who do put a lot of, seems like a lot of time and energy <laughs> to thinking about it every day. Um, but yeah, if I had to go to uh, to a social function or something, something like that, or if I was meeting friends I hadn't met in a long time or something like that. At the moment with COVID, don't have a lot of those occasions. But uh, a friend of mine has a fashion blog and every day posts her outfit of the day and every Saturday does try-ons and she gets sent loads of clothes to try on. So this speaker has friends who play around with different clothes, which means they experiment and try out different things. One of her clothes has a fashion blog and puts on her outfit of the day. An outfit is a complete set of clothes for an occasion. Like, I love your outfit. Where did you buy it? Or I just bought a new outfit for the wedding. The fashion blogger also does try-ons, which means she puts on clothes to see if they look good and to show them to the followers of her blog. Oof, I'm getting a little bit out of my comfort zone here, so I think that's enough fashion vocab for one day. Language-wise, it turned out to be a really rich topic in the end, didn't it? Remember to put into practice as much of this new language as possible. Maybe you could write an article about your fashion sense and the impact it has socially, culturally and economically. There are so many different facets to discuss. Also, remember to keep an eye out on Instagram and Facebook for notification of free conversation classes as well as other news. And that's about it for today, guys. Uh, all the best, Trevor. Trevor.